Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to Happy Single Moms. I'm your host Khalifa. Today we have a wonderful lady called Stephanie Taylor. I firstly saw her and um, when my one of my girlfriends sent me the news article because she was in the Sun newspaper and then she was like oh my god check out this lady and um, she was on benefits and now she's a millionaire. She's got her own business and she's a single mom. So I feel like as of like anything anything any article that ha- has single mom on it friends and family just send it to me like you need to have this person on your podcast you need to reach out to this person so when I reached out to her on um Instagram she was like hey I know you as well I was like yes Jesus <laughs> please can you come on the podcast and guess what guys she is here so thank you so so much please tell the audience about yourself and your single mommy journey yeah hi Khalifa it's lovely to be here I was just saying to you that I, I love the, the the podcast because you're just so real and raw and uh, the people who you have on such insight the the most recent one that I listened to was with a relationship coach from America and I just loved the insights that she gave but with my own single mummy journey um I think it's it's been turbulent I I said to you that I was screaming at my iPhone when you got back with you know one of your boyfriends and um I was like don't get back with him but mine was um you can't see yourself in the same way as you can see other people Uh, but when I look back I I had my son when I was 18 I always used to make my was it make my age Uh, make him a year younger or make me a year older so I would seem a little bit older make myself a bit older so I seem more uh, respectable but uh, yeah I had my son when I was 18 just before my 19th birthday and when I look back now I can just totally see that I didn't have a lot of self-esteem and um, obviously the struggle was real in terms of financial uh, situation and I, I was really determined to have my baby and then uh, Alex and then go back to work and I, I did that for a while I, I, I was in my A-levels when I got pregnant and I hadn't completed so I just had my O-levels and I didn't have a lot of confidence because you know you can get a long way with a bit of confidence and a bit of swagger and um, so I could only get with the skills and abilities and confidence level that I had just very low paying uh, administrative jobs um, in the city centre so I would get Alex ready at 6am it was in winter because I had Alex in the August oh I hope I don't cry um, I, I would it wasn't an unhappy unhappy time yeah. you know I loved I loved having Alex he was such a lovely baby such a happy baby and I would get him ready at 6am and we would go out in the push chair. He was all wrapped up in his big, you know, baby all-in-one uh, coat sort of thing. And I would walk, because I couldn't drive then, mm-hmm. I would walk to the nursery, which was about 
20 to 30 minutes away mm -hmm. and then go from there and catch the bus which is again about another 30 to 40 minutes into town go to this job and then it would all be a rush again to do the same in the evening and when I dropped him off in the morning it was dark when I picked him up in the evening again it was dark and then one day I was just speaking to the lady at the at the at the nursery one of the people who worked there and I was breastfeeding. I, I just had it in my bonnet that breastfeeding was, was the best thing and that he was gonna do so much better. I know that everyone can, so it's no judgment, but I was just glad that I could. And so I was expressing the, the breast milk to give to the nursery and all of that. And just, we were talking about the milk. I can't remember in what capacity and just a look of disgust crossed her face and I just knew in that moment, because Alex wasn't 100% happy there. I didn't, I just got the feeling. And then when I, when I saw the look and the interaction, sometimes you can get the feeling where you can't put your finger to it. Um, but I just knew that it wasn't the right place for him. They weren't caring for him, obviously. I mean, it sounds so obvious now. Uh, they weren't caring for him, how I would care for him. And I, I couldn't afford the type of care that I would maybe want, you know, want for him. Mm -hmm. And so, I just knew in that moment that I needed to not work anymore and go on benefits. And of course that was another huge issues with mindset because then I felt so unworthy and I would stand in that line. It was every fortnight because it was back in the day yeah. um, where things were cash. So I would go to the, um, the post office every fortnight for, to collect the cash and it was like mm -hmm. a payment booklet mm -hmm. and um in one sense we're really lucky that we have that you know that we you know we have that support so excuse me so that I could do that in the UK and um but in another I just felt I didn't feel lucky I felt so I felt so ashamed and I didn't realize how much shame I was carrying around not only about being a young mum but being on benefits and lots of other lots of other things so it was but I don't want to give the impression that it was just this whole awful of time because Do you have any support from from the from his father from your family well at the time I mean his father is 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 a wonderful man and uh he, he was a little bit older than me but at that time he wasn't really switched on with you know being a dad and all that that entailed he wanted to do it in a very I hope he wouldn't mind me saying um <laughs> uh, but in a kind of a very part-time way and just turn up unannounced at ridiculous times and want everything but not be there you know in a consistent way not in a way that uh, I think there were lots of things going on in his life at the time that that meant that he couldn't do it in, in a way that most of us would think of um, in a fatherly way. I mean, since Alex, when Alex later grew up and uh, he turned 13, he was really, he was really asking, you know, about his dad and I got in touch with his dad and they've had a really close relationship ever since then. And, and that's been such a blessing. And his dad's brought all these things to his life that he didn't get from me. And, you know, much more of a, I mean, Alex has always been a, a really kind, considerate, thoughtful boy. Um, but, you know, he did miss out on that sort of masculine input. And 
he he loves his dad so much and they they get on so well and they're so they're so similar it's just it's just so strange like you sit there looking at them and you look from one to the other and it's like that you could just see the genetic resemblance it's so strong I, I mean my, my son really looks like me but he really looks like his dad as well and they've got a lot of the same um, characteristics so it, it's just lovely how their relationship together has blossomed um, as well. So like fast forward till today that you've been featured in the Sun newspaper, you have a magnificent business, your son's older. How did you go from being on benefits, waking up in the morning, taking him to nursery um, and, you know, being frustrated, feeling alone to where you are at now and having the minds that you have now and being successful now how what was that transitional period like um it was so winding road I mean because it's actually covering we're covering decades here because <laughs> this all happened I had Alex when I was 18 Alex is now 30 which is just mind-blowing so it's actually a span of 30 years where I totally rebuilt myself but had I known some of the secrets um that I would not, I don't think I would have even believed them. If you had told me at the time when I was 19, I, I don't think I would have believed you. Um, but if I had known those, those secrets earlier, I would have got to where I am so much faster um, than it actually took me all of that 30 years of trial and error and different things to, to finally get here and be kind of much more bulletproof in, in the way that the way that I think and the and and because I'm more bulletproof in the way that I think I get I get amazing results that's awesome so what are the secrets then yeah I think the number one thing that and this is what people don't believe it is all in the mindset so I know people are probably chucking chucking <laughs> scoffing at their radios now thinking it's not about the mindset this is my situation yeah. you create your future first of all, in your mind. Mm. But most of us, and certainly I wasn't, are not creating it consciously, consistently in our mind first. And when you create the future in your mind, you create the feelings in your body and you act from those feelings. So let me give you an example. If you feel like you're not worthy, mm. that nobody would love you, that you deserve the hardship you have, that you, you're in the place that you deserve to be or that you're not worthy of more um even subconsciously if those are your thoughts or your feelings um the actions that you create from that place are very small and so conversely if you look around at your situation and think i'm so lucky that i have everything that i have it's i can feel that I, I know that more is possible for me. This is the more that I want and that this is the goal that I'm moving towards first. And when I get to that goal, I'm gonna feel um, satisfied. I'm gonna feel happy. I'm gonna feel proud of myself. And you can bring all of those feelings into now and feel happy and satisfied and proud of yourself. That has to be a conscious thought at first because your, your brain is gonna tell you, oh, I, I'm so unlucky. And you're going to bring yourself around to a thought that you can think right now. So it's not like an affirmation where it's something that your brain says, no, that's not true. 
that's not true. Uh, it's something that you can think, and that could be even something basic, like, I love that I have a warm home to live in, or I love that my son is such a, a happy-go-lucky child, or I, I love that I have the opportunity to grow because starting from where I'm starting, I've got so much that I can, I can do from here. So whatever that ladder thought is where you can start off with something that you can believe and you can feel the feelings that you're going to feel at the end, but you can feel them now and then you can act and you, the actions you take from that place are so much more powerful. And it's just these simple uh, tricks, not tricks, but simple ways of thinking rather than I'm just going to give one more example that might make it a bit more real it's basically in your brain there's two parts and one of them is like your toddler brain so as single moms we know we, we remember even me the toddler toddler years and the toddlers just want everything now they don't understand about the future or tomorrow they're not thinking about um you know their, their future goals or anything like that they want that chocolate bar now and you're, if you're saying no and they're going crazy. And that's what happens in your brain. Every time you try to do something new, it says, no, no, we, this is not how we roll. But this is, we don't go to the gym or we don't, we don't save or I need this thing now. I want you to spend this money now or I want you to eat this cake now. And it feels so urgent and it feels so real. Um, but the mastery comes when you can, you know, just accept and love your inner toddler and say what you would say to your actual toddler, just give them a big hug and say, look, it's all gonna be okay. We are gonna get there. This is how we're gonna do it today. And this is how we're gonna do it through love. And you take the next step and the next step and the next step. So you operate from your conscious thinking brain, which is a future planning brain, and not from your, I want it right now, immediate gratification, toddler brain and um, it's what I think of as the, the game changer brain um, and when you start living more from your game changer brain and at the same time loving your toddler but not giving in to all the immediate requests your life just changes. So in regards to your change um, so what was it that actually shifted you so what is um, rent to rent because I know you're an author I know that you've got your own business H how did you um, get that opportunity or, or who, who, where did you find out about it? Yeah, well, I've had lots of little stages along the way. And uh, just to give you a quick fast forward, when, when Alex was little, I, and I was on benefits and I started uh, working from home, not working from home, not working and being on benefits. And I didn't even know about, you know, working from home and stuff like that. Anyway, I, I did an open university degree because I didn't know about that. And you got the books through the post and all of that. And in, in the end, I ended up doing three degrees. I went to university full time when Alex went to school. And uh, yeah, and I got it. I got um, I got different professional jobs. And over the years, you know, gradually by gradually, my confidence improved. I learned some different skills. I felt more I felt better. And um, and, you know, Alex grew up. And it was when I was five years ago, so I was now 45 um, and, and I was working at a bank as a contractor in, in Bristol and my mum got ill. I, by now I'm on what I think to myself is amazing, is an amazing salary from, from where I um, started from. And I was very dismissive of her on the, a telephone call. She called me up in the morning when she doesn't really call me. 
and it's one of those calls where you're just reaching out and you just want a bit of support and you just want to know somebody's there for you and um I was like I can't not I didn't say I can't believe you're calling me at this time I'm trying to get ready for work but that was the vibe (laughs) that came over on the phone and she started apologizing for disturbing me etc and when I was sitting on my desk in the afternoon I was just thinking it was just like a punch in the belly this is not how I want to live um, if I wasn't here for the bank, it wouldn't matter. But my mom needs me. I'm everything. I, I have got a sister. Um, I, we're everything to my mom. And where would you rather be today? Looking back on your life, you would rather be with your mom. And the bank actually wouldn't really miss you. It would still carry on. They'll hire someone well. else. <laughs> exactly. So I just started thinking, how do people do this? Because obviously I had all my expenses and you know this well-paid job which I needed to cover all the expenses that I had and and I just realized there's other ways there's business I didn't feel like I could do business I didn't feel like I knew the mysteries of business and that there was this other world where people knew things that I didn't know and that I wasn't party to this 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 special place and I but I I started to think on it because it was really vexing me. I thought, how are normal people doing it? Who I thought, you know, I thought there were these otherworldly people who who had all this business knowledge, but I could see that there's some people who I thought were kind of similar to me and were doing some of these things. And, and that's when property popped up because I realized that quite, we all know normal people in quote marks who have changed their life with property. Yes. Um, so I decided to look into it. And when I looked into it, I found that as I guessed that were all these strategies where you can put so much money into it, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands and more. But there were also these strategies where you didn't need a lot of money to get started in property. And when I realized that my mind was just totally, I was totally mind blown to think that you could get started in property with little money. And that's where that's where the, the next that's where the business started from wow. so that is what um rent to rent is so is it something that people can still do today yeah I'll, I'll i'll explain it so most people know that you can buy a property like a single buy to let for example let's just take the example that you put fifty thousand pounds into it for the deposit and the buying costs and you that's that's fifty thousand pound is is locked into the property so for each property, you need £50,000. And usually on a single let, you'll make every month between £200 and £300. And that's fine if you've got a lot of money and you've got a long-term strategy and you want to just hold that property and just keep those £200 or £300 coming in. If you were looking to exit your job, it would mean you would need so much capital to make to replace your income through that strategy. And it would also take quite a while to do it. Um, so with rent to rent, what you're doing is you're renting the property and you're making the money as if you own it. So you only need to invest between a few hundred and a few thousand pounds and you can make double what you would make on a single let property because the properties that we deal with are house shares, usually with five or more people sharing the house. Wow. So how do you find these? Is it just you just go online and you find a property or how does it? Yes. So I'll just I'll just quickly give the bullet points of uh, what it is and then I'll, I'll explain how to find the properties. Yeah. 
So I've explained the concept of it, that you're making money from properties you don't own, but it's in an ethical way. And how it works is you rent the property from the owner and you pay the owner a guaranteed rent. And that's what makes the owner happy because they've got guaranteed rent, freedom from tenant management and total peace of mind. Then you're doing the property up a little bit and you're making it really look lovely for your housemates. So your housemates are getting beautiful, affordable homes. That's what's in it for them. And then for us, what we get is that the beautiful simplicity of this business model and that we can make money without putting uh, 50,000 pounds into each property. And each property makes somewhere between 500 and over a thousand pounds a month for, for our business. So we're creating something that wasn't there because usually we're taking underperforming properties that are losing money for their owners. We're turning them around, making all that extra money and some of it we're giving to the owners and the rest of it we get to keep it in our business. So uh, so yeah, it's a really efficient business model because you don't need a lot of money to start. You can cash flow from the property quickly. You've got the recurring revenue and you've got the names and addresses of your perfect customers which leads on to the next question, which was how do you find these properties? And how you find these properties is, first of all, we deal with HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, which is house shares. And they're the council, each local authority council in the UK has a public register of all the HMOs within that area, which you can request from the council. And in our book, uh, Rent to Rent Success, we go over the whole strategy in six steps and set it all out so that it's something that listeners can do and mums especially I think we're already so used to managing managing properties or managing a home uh, so yeah so would you suggest um, a single mum listening right now to actually firstly get the book and and secondly um, to actually do the rent to rent is it something that you would you would suggest I would suggest it for some people. So rent to rent is actually, it's, it's like its nearest relation is a property management business. So there is some work involved and some time involved. And for that, you get a, a much higher return on your investments between 500 and a thousand pounds every month. And on, on our website, because people always think, oh, well, it's okay for you, but you're somehow kind of magical or a unicorn. But what you'll see if you go to renttorentsuccess.com slash rockstars is you can see real people who've done it in their own different ways. So one of the most popular ones is Maria, who's a mum of three, a married mum of three. She's got, um, uh, yeah, yeah, three kids. Uh, uh, I want to say up to about 11 to, from to six. She's an IT project manager uh, in London and she she started it and she involves her kids in her business help they help her writing the letters and things and going to the houses to dress them up and uh she's got i want to say two properties she had but i know that um she was close to negotiating her third one and her first property she has a lease option on it and what that means is that normally what we're talking about you're just renting the property and at the end of it you don't own it you just make the money while you're running the business and then you give the property back to the landlord but with a lease option, it means it's like a rent to buy. So she's renting it off the landlord for a specified period of time. And then after that period of time, she'll buy it off the landlord. But initially, she won't need um, 
she won't need a deposit, a big deposit, or she won't need a mortgage is typically how it works. And so she's been able to uh, get her first asset through it as well. As, amazing. As oh my god we need i actually would love that it's amazing that's blown my mind there wow so how how then in regards to if a woman's listening and they want to um get involved if someone doesn't have any capital can they still do it yes but you you need capital from somewhere okay. so but what I suggest is a few steps before, because I can know, I know what it's like to feel undone and to feel incapable and to feel like not, you're not good enough or it's not going to work for you. But none of that is true unless you make it true. So it's to start with your first thought, like if other people can do this, maybe I can do this. Maybe that's as positive as you can get. Maybe you can open the door to possibility. If you're, if you're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. You can open the door with a maybe. If other people can do this, maybe I can do this. And then you can start looking into it. But so let me tell you how I go along the continuum because a lot of people come to me and say, can I do this with bad credit? And the answer is you can do it with bad credit if certain um, requirements are in place. So bad credit, usually you have bad feelings or bad thoughts uh, because of what's happened. Um, so first of all, you need to get, get through that. So part of that is getting to the place where your, your bucket is no longer leaking. So if you've got a bucket and your income's coming into it, and at the end of each month, you've still got some money left in your bucket. That's where you want to get to. So if you've got a situation where you're spending more than you're earning, that's the first thing you put right first. Um, then you look at ways that you can increase your income. Yes, you can have a business, but I, there's lots of other ways you can do it before that, like sell all the stuff you've got. Most of us, I used to have so much stuff and now I've come to a much more minimal way of living and I feel so light and so free and I feel so much joy in everything that I have as opposed to when I had things everywhere, clothes everywhere and it just, it just drained all my energy. So a lot of people can make money by just selling all, the, all that shit. And... Um, the next thing is you can some people can rent out a room in their house I mean maybe maybe not in corona's times but other times you can rent a room in your house and the other thing is you can do it Monday to Friday so the, the, while you're working during the week somebody's there and they're, they're going to work as well and uh, coming back and and then the weekends you've got the place to yourself that's a great way to earn extra money um, but there are lots of different ways that you can get yourself to the position where you have more, more money than month at the end of each month. Uh, and that's the first step. I would say until you get into that situation, don't start anything. As soon as you're in the situation where you have more money than you spend every month, then you start saving. So whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's like if, it's, if it has to start as a pound or you're just building up that momentum and then you're looking for ways that you can increase that, that saving. That saving is for investment. That saving is for your future. That, those savings are like the seeds. And it's like talking to your, your subconscious mind. I am saving, I am building, I am creating the future that I want. And the future that I want is totally different to the life I have now. And there are lots of amazing books that, um, that, that help you 
to get to that place. But once you're in that place, right, where you have some extra money, you are saving, and you you know you're you're managing your your money effectively. That's a great time to start up a business. Now you still might have bad credit because it can take six years for bad credit to come off your file. Yeah. Um. So well, if you're in a secure place financially, that is a good place to to start a business and make the money to pay off the to pay off the bad credit and and other things that are. Uh, outstanding so and lots of successful people business people have started from a situation of having bad credit being bankrupt being in debt so um it's just to have love compassion for yourself and move forward to the next step when i said feel the feelings of the future you who's achieved what you want to achieve and how you would feel then and bring those feelings to here so that you can act from those feelings now so in regards to the global pandemic, has it affected the rent to rent? Yeah. So what's happened? What happened, first of all, was that all the room lettings stopped for a while in the first one. Um, but then they all started back up again after it ended. And people are still moving. People still need somewhere to live. In the recession, actually, more people choose a house share. Um, often people, unfortunately, are breaking up in relationships. And many of the men tend to come into house shares. So in a recessionary times, more people rent than they buy and more people rent in a house share. And also lots of people still want a house share, like young professionals move in, you would just automatically assume they won't want to share because of coronavirus. Actually, they still want to share because of sociableness, because of flexibility, because of affordability, they're saving for their own house. And yeah, they just want to be with other people mm -hmm. and suss out the area maybe before they take their next step with their own property. Okay, so what inspired you to actually start HMO Heaven in 20, I know you started it in 2016, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so what inspired you to start the business? It was just, it was just that, that thing with my mum and because I've had all of these times where I could look back on and feel that I failed or I didn't act or I was too afraid, I suddenly felt really bold <laughs> and I was 45 by this time, so that's why I said it's a very long time and I just thought, I felt this fire in my belly. I hadn't really felt this like propulsion like that before, like this strong, strong urge that I have to do this. I have to do it now. Time is not standing still. Um, my life is going past me. If I don't do this now, uh, you know, I will never do it. And I think in the past, I've always thought, oh, I don't know what would happen. I don't think I can do it. And this time I really thought, do you know what? I'm, I've seen all these other people do it. I'm going to try to do it. If I can't do it, that's okay. I can get a job. I won't be any worse off than I am now. And that's how I had the bravery to give it a go. Yeah, I think I I, I concur with that because I, I worked for, um, I'm, I'm Nigerian, I've shared this before on the podcast and me being Nigerian, we had two options in life. You either become a lawyer or a doctor, you know, so then my, I picked law and um, then I did um, my master's in human rights and social justice and then I worked for the Ministry of Justice for 10 years. I know I look like I'm 12 now, but I'm actually 33. And I remember there was a particular day I absolutely hated my job I hated criminal law and I remember I was driving to work and I just started in Monday morning driving and I just started crying I was crying into like into the office I was just so upset I was just thinking to myself that like, is this really my life you know like I I wasn't happy 
you know and I was just like there has to be I'm still working my way to figure out what it is <laughs> um that I fully want to do because I feel like in everything you kind of think oh am I really intrinsically happy you know you might have money and you're like mm, you know so but working in a job um that you don't enjoy kind of chips away at your soul you know and I'm so happy in regards to the fact that you found something that makes you happy and is easy going and it's not easy going actually let me not say that but something that you feel fulfilled and you feel that you can also help other people I feel like when you find something that you're happy with you want to share it the same way as as women if you go and go somewhere and you see a nice dress or a nice outfit and you're like oh my god look there's a bargain you need to come down to I don't know H&M come down now and I feel like when you find something that is amazing or the secret quote unquote you know yeah. you want to share it if you're enlightened you want to share it hence why I even do the podcast I'm, like if I see someone and they do something amazing I want to share it with other people that like, look this woman was a single mom she was on benefits now she's a millionaire so if you could go back to or if you could see yourself as 18 again what is one thing you would like to say to yourself um I I think I would just like to bottle the feeling that I have now and it's not I I I think it's something that's difficult for humans to do because we're programmed to see negativity because if we spot negativity, it keeps us alive. If we don't spot negativity, like lions and danger and tigers, and now that we're in the new landscape, it's, it's you can't do this, you can't do that, keep your neck down, uh, stay in the cave, don't go out there, it's not safe out there, don't start that business because anything could happen. Don't don't publish that book don't don't um don't do that live video anything could happen you could be shot down you could be criticized and it feels it doesn't feel like words it feels like you're gonna die if somebody criticizes you um and so for my 18 year old self I would just say that's okay you're gonna feel like that but you're still gonna be successful it's like there's a seed of potential inside of you but you have to put yourself in the right soil to grow into an oak tree. Otherwise you could, you could just be a spindly little willow that's just gonna fly in the wind. And many years, so many decades, I felt like uh, looking back, I, I could see I was a spindly little willow just floating in the breeze of whichever circumstance or happened to me. Um, but then when I put myself in the right soil and the right soil is the positive mindset to always back yourself no matter what. I will always be there for me no matter what because sometimes we're looking for other people to to save us or to to be there for us or to give us our happiness like somebody else needs to act in a certain way for me to be happy and when you when you are always there for you no matter what when you make yourself happy when you give yourself that love then you can act from that place and achieve everything you want to achieve and more. I never, ever, ever thought that I would have any of the things or be an inspiration or um, live the life of, you know, you just said you get to live a fulfilling life. I feel like 10 years has been dropped off me. I feel like every day when I get up, yes, there's challenges, but I'm excited to have these challenges. I've got, I've got a notice up on my uh, fridge freezer, which says, 
I'm so delighted to have this list of things to do because some days I come in and I'm, I, 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 my brain goes to, oh my God, this is overwhelming. And then I look at that and I say, no, I'm so delighted to have these things to do because these are the things that a business owner has to do. And I'm so glad that I made myself uh, a business owner. Awesome. So any mum that's listening right now, and like you said, wants to start the business, wants to start, um, wants to write a book, you would suggest they just go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Take the little actions every day. Do the action that you can do. If, if it's like I can write 500 words a day. Also put yourself in the right community. I was just thinking of a, a writing group that I'm in, the, the Abu, the Abu writing group. Um, it's other women who are all writing their books. So that would be great for you as well, Khalifa, um, who are all writing their books, who it's camaraderie, it's support for each other. Um, so I think definitely put yourself in a group of women who've already achieved what you want to achieve. Because what, what looks like an ama a huge obstacle to you, like a size 10 problem, to somebody else who's already done it, it's not even a problem. They would just give you the answer and um, like for, for you, Khalifa, you've already set up a podcast. For you, that's easy. Uh, somebody else who's never set up a podcast, um, they, they might see this as a huge problem. I, I can't set up my podcast. It's going to take me a few months. And you would say, no, no, you can actually do it in a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so put yourself in that group of women who've already got the result you wanted um, and, and what, you know, take inspiration and practical, practical um, steps from them. Awesome. So where can people find your book and your business and where can people find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on all the social medias and I, I love to hear from people. So do get in touch. Anybody who leaves a review on, on Khalifa's Single Happy Mums podcast and you screenshot it to me, I'd be happy to post you a free copy of our book, Red to Rent Success. So um, you just uh, email, I'll give you the email as well, Khalifa. It's support at rent to rent success and send me the screenshot of your review of Khalifa's podcast and your post and address and I'll post you a copy of the book anytime in 20, let's say anytime in 2021. Oh my God, thank you so much. And I, do you know what, I have been wanting people to write reviews <laughs> so yes, much. Thank you so, so much. So what's, um, what have you got planned for the rest of 2021? Um, well, it's, it's been such a phenomenal five years. Uh, I just want to say this quickly. Um, it's, we, we've, five years ago, I didn't know what house of multiple occupation was. And since then, we've, we've, we've grown that business, as you were saying, to contracts over two million pounds. We bought our own property portfolio, mixing of, um, blocks of flats, commercial properties, houses of multiple occupations, and, and that's now grown to multi-millions. And we also teach other people how to do it, which has been such an inspiration for us. A lot of the coaching skills that I've learned, I've learned through not getting myself through, but when you're coaching other people, you can see the blocks so much more clearly. And that reflects the mirror back at myself that helps me see all the new blocks that are coming up for me and helps me to get through them. And this, this, this year, as you know, we've, we've launched the book and um, last year we launched the podcast. And what we wanna do is grow all of those businesses and we wanna move into the next level. So we, part of that is, is giving back because 
what I love about where we are now is, you know, I said about being a teenage mom and being lucky to be able to receive state benefits mm. and not feeling that, 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 not feeling lucky, feeling ashamed. But I, I would love to, um, you know, to give back to others. Now being a giver is so much more joyful actually than, than, than being a receiver. But I think there is joy on both sides, but I'm, I'm just privileged now that we can be in the position of being a receiver. So we do it through b1g1.com, which is a platform where you can, through your business or through your personal earnings, you can give to um, a, a range of charities all over the world. So the ones that we're connected with, when people buy our book or, or join our program, we 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 give to, at the moment, women starting up businesses in Zimbabwe and in Malawi. And in our other business, HMO Heaven, we give to a charity, Amazing Grace Spaces, which is local to us uh, where we are in Wales. So, so I think we want to just make giving a much bigger part of what we do uh, in the coming in the coming year. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. You've actually made me so emotional. I've been doing this for, it's coming up a year now, but I've never cried on a podcast. I don't know whether you've seen, but I've actually like, oh my God, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Well, thank you, Khalifa, for making the space and making all of us feel uh, less weird <laughs> by by opening up about you it's it's just it's it's a phenomenal podcast and I know it's going to um continue to do to do well as, as it has done and I'm I'm excited for your book <laughs> oh, thank you I'm gonna make sure I send you the copy first <laughs> so fingers crossed it will be out soon fingers crossed Can I lose control when I get there?